This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When Swift is on the grill, good times are sure to follow. And we'll help you keep them going around the grill all season long. Good food, good moments, one great meal. Come together with Swift. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. Coming at you a day early, of course, because we have to gear up for... Thanksgiving. I have a lot of fun stuff planned today for the first time ever. My lovely British South African boyfriend, David, is joining the podcast because I'm feeling thankful for him. We have such a wild story. It took 10 years for us to get where we are today. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. You've been asking for him to come on on Instagram. So today is the day. But holy moly, I thought it was going to be an easy week to do an early podcast to get everything done. It was like really quiet in the world of pop culture and reality TV until Monday when it feels like all hell broke loose in Bachelor Nation. We're going to do a deep dive on uh, Zach and Tasha, what went down with them, but let's get into our pop three first. We're starting with Katie Thirsty and her 12 Days of Messy. What a freaking mess. We love a mess. Katie Thurston is messy boots on the ground. So this happened about two hours before recording this podcast, which thank you, Katie, for the content. In case you missed it, here's what's going down on her Instagram. She's doing this 12 days of messy where uh, she's putting her exes, uh, familiar names, familiar faces from her season with Taylor Swift songs. Uh, She did Michael A. She did Justin. She did Mikey. uh, She completely left out Greg, which I love. So today, if you're listening, tomorrow would be yesterday, was day 12 where Katie is professing her love for John, her best friend, John, who she has adamantly denied that there is anything more than a friendship between the two of them for months. And now she's posting a video with the Taylor Swift song, Begin Again, which is all about going through heartbreak and then falling back in love and ready to begin again. I'm sorry, what? I'm shocked, but not that shocked, I guess. I'm just wondering, Blake must be feeling great right about now. I mean, speaking of, like, Katie deleted their breakup post. Every time I check Katie's Instagram page, she has deleted more photos of Blake. Blake has unfollowed Katie. Everyone is curious about this timeline now. That move to San Diego seems pretty sus now, doesn't it? And I know I broke this down when we did a deep dive on Katie and Blake, that I thought the move to San Diego was very strange. You know, she's not from there. She's from Seattle. As we know, Blake uh, was in Canada at the time. And I just thought, you know that your winner lives in Canada. Why move to 
San Diego. Um, obviously, with living in two different countries, it's not that easy to just move somewhere. If you want the full breakdown on that, go back and listen to that old episode with that deep dive because it's way too complicated to get in now. But the fact that she chose San Diego kind of raising some eyebrows now that we know what we know. So at the end of this video to John, she actually posts um, the moment on her season of The Bachelorette where they met for the first time. And it was actually really, really cute. So at this point, now more information obviously might come out by the time that you hear this, but she never specifically said that they're dating. I don't know if this is her way of telling the world that they are dating, if this is the way that she is professing her love to him. I honestly don't know, but she did ask Taylor Swift for some help with this on Twitter. Um, I'm going to pull it up real quick while this loads. Okay. She said on November 19th, dear Taylor Swift, I'd like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it. We all know that those are lyrics from all too well. Been listening to it on repeat ever since Taylor's version came out. Um, She said, can you help me deliver a message from Taylor to someone from my season? Message in a bottle is all I can do. Standing here hoping it gets to you. Obviously, lyrics. Okay. That makes me feel like, can you help me deliver a message from Taylor to someone from my season that he didn't know that she was trying to like go above and beyond? But imagine John finding out that Katie is in love with him via this now viral Instagram video. I feel like they definitely talked before. And I personally do think that they're like officially dating. I feel like she wouldn't be that vulnerable and putting it out there. And like, that's how she, you know, comes to him and admits her feelings. I don't know. That's just my speculation. But some tea from Mama Moines. Blake's mom is not having it. She's liking comments on Instagram. Um, One comment said, I feel like it probably was her who initiated the split. He was probably all in, referring to Blake. Um, Blake's mom liked that. She liked this comment as well. Nah, this is terrible on Katie's part. I feel truly sorry for Blake. In any relationship, you put a sense of trust in one another, especially long-distance relationships. There's no denying the dishonesty and deception for months upon months. Mama Moines liked that comment. Here's the kicker. Blake Moines was on that plane ride that Katie used for her Dear John music video. If you've seen the video, you know there's this moment where John's flying a plane. He turns around and looks over his shoulder and gives the little cute smile. Uh, Yeah, Blake was there for that video. Um, I got this on Bachelor Nation Scoop on Instagram, which is a great Instagram if you like Bachelor Nation Scoop. Yep, Blake and Katie sitting in the back seat while she took that video. It's honestly offensive, isn't it? Let's move on to headline number two. Pete Davidson's hickey. I hate it here. If somebody has not created an Instagram account for Pete Davidson's hickey, please do so in honor of me. Kim Kardashian and Pete David were spotted together again getting dinner. There was a close-up photo of Davidson obtained by the Daily Mail back grid showing a hickey on the side of his neck directly below his ear. A hickey! There is no bigger offense if this is real and it's not a publicity stunt. Buy some KKW beauty concealer. She has a freaking body foundation that you can use with a paintbrush and get that crap out of here. I don't miss those days in college when you'd wear scarves for a week straight in the middle of April because some loser accidentally gave you a hickey. 
I can't handle it. Kim's 41. Pete is 28. That age difference doesn't really bother me that much. I know people do it all the time. And it's definitely not the same as Amelia and Scott. Like Amelia, wasn't she like 18, 19 years old? There are differences. But I I always just think about the kids. Like Kim Kardashian is not going to marry Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is not going to be a 28-year-old stepdad to Kim and Kanye West's kids. It cannot be that serious. I just think it's kind of funny because she didn't she like want to be taken more seriously? Remember when everyone thought she was dating Van Jones? Van Jones to Pete Davidson? To Hickey's on Pete Davidson? Are we in a parallel universe? I want to say I miss Kravis, but I almost feel like the Kravis PDA walked so Kim and Pete and their Hickey's could run. And I hate it here. Coming in third in this week's pop three, Lala Kent's rebrand. Lala is confirming her split from Randall Emmett in conspicuous ways. She posted an Instagram story showing off her new apartment, her mom helping her move stuff in. She rebranded her podcast, which used to be Give Them Lala with Randall. It is now just Give Them Lala. And then there's the tattoo. This is hilarious. She had a tattoo on her arm that said Rand. R-A-N-D, obviously in reference to her former ex, Randall. But she changed it to brand new. However, the R in brand is capitalized. The rest is lowercase. Why wouldn't you just make them all capital letters? Now it just looks stupid. The photo was like a sunglasses ad. She's really trying hard to twist her arm around to show us brand new baby. If you go to her podcast, the description even says every day is a brand new beginning for Lala Kent. Get to know the actress, singer, TV personality, and entrepreneur as she dives deep into relationships, sex, betrayal, mental health, personal life, and business. Reality Blurb said she's going through the grieving process, but she'll be fine. She is so strong. This is an insider talking to Reality Blurb. Lala never needed Randall or his money, and he fooled her. She's just trying to put one foot in front of the other right now. Did she really not need his money? I mean, maybe not need. In the beginning. Let's remember the beginning, okay? Early stages of Vanderpump Rules. We all saw her pull up in a Range Rover wearing the Gucci slides. Okay, let's not pretend that she didn't like the money that came with Randall. Thank God she's brand new and she's got brand new money and maybe child support. All right, there you have it, our pop three. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back with our deep dive. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. He feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Time for the deep dive. I take submissions every single week on my Instagram page at Morgan P Talks. If there is any pop culture story that you want me to do a little bit more digging on, 
For the people, by the people, I'm here to do the work for you. This week's deep dive question comes to us from Hannah. Hey, Morgan. This is Hannah from Atlanta, Georgia. I am absolutely devastated over the Tasia and Zach split. I just want to know your thoughts. Are there any clues we can put together to figure out what happened? If they're going to get back together? Also, I just love that you came out with your own podcast. My girls and I look forward to it every week. So thank you for keeping us all updated on what's happening in Bachelor Nation. Thanks. Thank you, Hannah. That's so nice. Uh, my favorite Bachelor Nation couple have reportedly split Zach and Tasha. They got engaged on season 16 of The Bachelorette. Do you remember their engagement? Oh my God, I rewatched it. Oh my God. When he whispers, I'm going to choose you forever. Forever is a lie, Zach. Clearly. So what happened? Okay. According to page six, it was different plans for the future. But what does that really mean? Before we get into it, we need to know how they make money because this is important. Zach is the co-founder of Release Recovery. It is a sober living and transitional living uh, facility company in New York City. Tasha, we know, is crushing it in entertainment. Tasha is the poster child for life after The Bachelor. She hosted a whole year of The Bachelorette. And when you think about it, they film for, any, I don't know, like six to eight weeks. So that's like, I don't want to do the math in my head and make my sound sound stupid when I get it wrong. Four months, right? Four months out of the year, she's gone filming Bachelorettes. She's on four magazine covers. She's on commercials, podcasts, a very public life. I want to go back to the beginning because people really criticized Zach in the beginning for not being very public. You know, he wasn't super mushy on Instagram. He stepped up his game. I feel like anytime that he mentions Tasha now on Instagram or did, I should say, he really like gushes about her, writes these really long captions. But I remember there was some criticism of Zach in regards to the fact that we were always like, does he like really like her? He's like never posting with her. They don't post pictures together. You know, very not a social media couple on Zach's end, which is like, well, Tasha is the exact opposite of that. So what does that mean? I want you to remember back when Tasha was first announced as the mentor or whatever it was that they were calling it for the bachelorette. Remember that's when Chris Harrison was not officially let go. So they didn't want to call them the host. They didn't want to call them the co-host. They're like, here's your spiritual guide. I mean, they didn't say that, but they were just giving us loads of BS. Okay. But they called them mentors. Everyone was like, why hasn't Zach congratulated her publicly? He didn't say anything for a really long time. He didn't like the picture of her announcement for a really long time. That was the first red flag of them maybe having issues as Tasha's career in the public eye was really starting to take off. Do you remember also when Zach's mom unfollowed Tasha on Instagram? <laughs> oh, it was like, it was just like a huge thing. And Zach's mom was like, I don't know how to work Instagram. And Zach too was like, I don't really know how to work Instagram either. We're not on social media. We're not up with it. We're very private. And that's what we liked about them. That's what I liked about them. You know, Tasha, she's doing her thing. She is absolutely crushing life after The Bachelorette. Zach seemed like he had his own thing with his recovery program, but that he was always very supportive of Tasha from from what it appeared from the outside. I mean, it always looks different from the outside from what's really going on on the inside. But apparently 
there was a lot more to it than that. Let's think back to Tasha's Watch What Happens Live appearance when Andy asked how her wedding plan was going. A very common question to be asked when you're engaged. And she was very taken aback by it and acted very odd. You know, she was like, Andy, I don't, I don't know. Where'd you see Andy? Where'd you live in, Andy? Like, why would you ask that on live television, Andy? Like, that's a very common question to ask an engaged person. Even if you aren't actively planning, there are ways that you can say that without looking like a deer in headlights, which is what happened. I mean, she looked like she was totally caught off guard by that question. How? I have no idea. She has to be media trained. Maybe that answer upset Zach. I don't know. I mean, it was a very buzzworthy moment on the internet. Then we get to this New York City Marathon, uh, which was a couple weeks ago. There were some internet rumors going around that said Zach was pushing Tasha too hard, that he wouldn't let her walk during the New York City Marathon. I don't believe that. Because if that were the case, she wouldn't be posting these like kissy pictures with him at the end of it. She'd be pissed, right? She'd be like, what the heck? You didn't let me walk. You didn't let me take a break. I don't want to take a picture with you right now. But everything I saw from the videos to the pictures, like she was happy at the end of the marathon. Now, she did end up in the hospital after the marathon. There were reports coming out that it was due to her running. She denied that. On her Instagram, um, it was like Monday and Tuesday, she was kind of off the grid. And then Wednesday, she came on her Instagram and said that she had a kidney infection, that her hospitalization had nothing to do with running the New York Marathon, and that she was totally fine. So just, just a lot happening in a short amount of time. So according to page six, though all appeared good at the time of the marathon, a separate source previously told page six that the pressure of, quote, Navigating a public relationship had become unbearable for both parties, but in different ways. So let's look at some other uh, clues, whether it be public outings or social media clues. Uh, Tasha was walking the red carpet solo at the New York House of Gucci premiere. That was on November 16th. She then added fuel to the fire, liking an Instagram post from the good quote that read, finally, I realized that I was never asking for too much. I was just asking the wrong person. She then untagged him from all the pictures on her Instagram. And then it came out on People Magazine. A rep from Tasha Adams confirms that they're split. As of right now, this very moment that I'm recording this podcast, we still don't have an official statement from either of them. If they are broken up, I don't think that we will get an official statement from either of them. I think that they probably will just leave it there. Okay. So there's this article on The Sun about Zach maybe having some jealousy issues. I don't trust The Sun as a reliable source, but I think that there is an extremely likely possibility that he would be jealous of the opportunities that take Tasha away from him. What do I mean by that? Thinking back to when she was first announced as the mentor of Katie's season, It was a huge deal that he didn't publicly say anything about that accomplishment for her. That's a big deal. Chris Harrison had been the host of that show for 20 years at that point. Nobody else had ever done the job for a full season. And your fiance is chosen. And you don't say anything. You don't like the photo. Is it because that was taking Tasha away from him? 
And her career has only gotten bigger. The The spotlight on her has only gotten bigger. So I feel like, you know, when you think of jealousy, you normally only think of it in response to another person. But I think that he definitely could have been jealous of the career opportunities that she was taking that left less time for them to be together. Do I think the split will last? If it boils down to career jealousy, yes, I do think that this split will last. That's why a lot of times these relationships don't work from the show. They have zero real life experience together. I mean, look at Katie and Blake. They had no idea what they were getting themselves into doing a long distance cross-continental relationship in the middle of a global pandemic. In the end, was the spotlight of Tasha too bright for Zach, who wanted to be private, who never watched The Bachelorette or The Bachelor before going on the show? His sister was the one who signed him up for the show. So I just feel like maybe Zach didn't know what he was getting into as far as people going on this show wanting a career in entertainment. Why am I not mad at Tasha for being an influencer? I get mad at everybody else. Everybody else is here for the wrong reasons. Everybody else, I, you know, you get the huge eye roll when they want to be doing stuff in media. I'm not mad at Tasha for being an influencer. That's so hypocritical of me. I just love her so much. And I feel like she was made to do this kind of stuff. And I do think at the end of the day that she was genuine in her search for love. And I feel like when you have both of those things combined, It doesn't make people as upset when they go on to do other things in entertainment. It just is a very interesting concept to me. How much we complain about people going on The Bachelorette for the wrong reasons or The Bachelor, whatever it is, for the followers, for the clout. And then you have beloved Tasha Adams, who even knowing that that's maybe what she wanted out of this, I still love her. And I still don't care that maybe she went on the show for a career. It's just interesting, isn't it? Before we wrap up this deep dive, I want to take a look at the successful bachelor-bachelorette relationships that are still left. Bachelor Data is a great Instagram account. Uh, Follow them if you don't. Only four bachelor couples are still together and four bachelorette couples are still together. That's it. Eight couples total out of 25 seasons of The Bachelor and eight seasons of The Bachelorette. I have the couples uh, saved to my phone on Instagram. So let me pull this up really quickly. Here are the couples that are still together from The Bachelor. Matt and Rachel. Can you believe that? (laughs) Of the four Bachelor couples that are still together, Matt and Rachel are one of them. Honestly, I'm happy for them. If they're happy, I'm happy. Ari and Lauren took some time for them to get there. But hey, you know, three kids, married twice, engaged twice. 18 YouTube channels, good on you. Sean and Catherine, elite. Number one couple now, in my opinion. It was Zach and Tasha for me, but I obviously have to change my answer. And Jason and Molly. For The Bachelorette, Rachel and Brian are still together, which they have a very unconventional relationship as well. You know, she they, they kind of are very similar to Zach and Tasha, where she has a career in entertainment. He kind of does his own thing. I don't even know if they live in the same place. I know that they were going back and forth for a while, but... I won't get ahead of myself. JoJo and Jordan, they're still together. They got engaged in 2016. Although like, what are they waiting for? Which I shouldn't say that because I hate it when people pester me about getting married or even engaged. But like, 
What are they waiting for? Des and Chris got together in 2013. And then, of course, Trista and Ryan still together. They were together in 2002. Eight couples total after, you know, 40 plus seasons of The Bachelor. It's just insane. I'm heartbroken over Zach and Tasha, But if I had to guess, Tasha's going to be single for like five seconds flat. And the lesson is don't run marathons with your significant other. All right, guys, that does it for this week's deep dive. As I said before, if you want me to dive deep on any headline, any pop culture story, any news story, all you got to do is submit it weekly on my Instagram page at Morgan P. Talks. And now the moment that I have been waiting for a very special interview for the first time ever, my British South African boyfriend, David, is joining the podcast. You guys have seen him on my Instagram. We have lots of fun together. We are constantly laughing, just doing the craziest things. He's taken on my love for pop culture and reality TV, even though he won't come out and really admit it. Um, I'm having him on today because I'm thankful for him. Thanksgiving is, you know, right around the corner and I just want to give him some love. And also he's leaving soon, you guys, which has me just truly in my feelings. I'm trying to distract myself. Uh, he's got a week left in America and then he goes back to London. So I figured now would be a good time to introduce my lovely listeners to my lovely boyfriend, David. Maybe it's awkward to talk to you about other boyfriends, but no other boyfriend that I have ever had in my life would ever want to be on a pop culture podcast, but you are a willing and able participant, and I love that about you. Well, I'm glad to be. I'm always keen to support you, and I've seen how uh, how things have been going, and I've listened to a couple of episodes, and I love it so far, so I'm happy to be here. Oh, thanks, bub. Well, uh, I wanted to have you on this week because it's Thanksgiving week and I'm just extra thankful this year because we have been through quite the wild ride the past 10 years, four years, two years specifically. And I'm just extra thankful that we get to spend this time together after like what, 16 months of a travel ban. So if you're listening for the first time and you don't know mine and David's story, uh, we've been together dating for four years. We've known each other for 10 years, but he lives in London. And back in March of 2020, a global travel ban uh, separated us for 16 months. We weren't able to see each other. Uh, We saw each other twice in 16 months. I was able to go to London, but we had to jump through hoops to make that work. I guess I just want to ask you, how do you think that we survived that? Because it's pretty intense. It is pretty wild. I think we're very lucky with the the technology and Zoom and FaceTime and iMessage and all the things that we do to, I guess we, if anything, we are probably the most, we were the most prepared couple for it because we'd already dealt with being separated by distance before. So I think it was nothing new except the fact that for the first time we didn't know when we were going to see each other. And I, I guess that's the hardest part is because usually we're used to seeing like the calendar on the horizon, like this is the date we're going to see each other. So that made it a little difficult, but I think we were pretty prepared based on what we've been through before. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of 
I mean, it depends on like which way you look at it because I know whenever I know that I'm going to see you, the days go by so slowly because I'm like counting down the days, hours, minutes. But when we didn't know when we were going to be able to see each other next, I feel like the days just kind of blurred together and it kind of made time go by mm. faster. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it it, uh, it like that whole period of the travel ban. I mean, this whole period of the pandemic has just been like a blur. So I guess you're right. In a way, it did definitely make it feel like there was this time just squashed into one. So that did make it go by faster. Uh, and then once we had a date that we were going to see each other, time tended to slow down a bit. So yeah, I, th I think I agree. And it's wild because you know, you're here. The last time you were here was in January 2020. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I'm living a completely different life from the last time that you were here. I mean, I have this TikTok following now. I have this Instagram page. I have this podcast following your dreams like doesn't it doesn't it kind of feel like i'm living a totally different life from before the pandemic it does and it's super exciting though because i know that this is what you've wanted to be doing and it's made me happy for you you know like you've got this outlet that you are putting all your energy into and i think that's super exciting so it's been a change for you but i know that it's what you want to be doing so i'm glad that it's happening <laughs> Well, thank you. I um, I mean, I'm constantly putting you on my Instagram page, my TikTok page. You know, people will be like, I just love David and his little antics. I mean, this is kind of sad, um, but you are leaving next week. It feels like time has just flown by, kind of like what I said before. It's, you know, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. And I've tried not to think about the fact that you are going are going back um i don't know i mean how do you feel about going back soon i mean it's obviously sad um i enjoy i know that a lot of people say they enjoy seeing me on your instagrams and tiktoks <laughs> and stuff so we got to give the people what they want uh but it's all it's all like fun and i i think it's us being together, we make the most of it. So that's why we do film a lot of stuff and make jokes about stupid things. But it's sad to go back. It always is. I think we are used to it in some regard. And at least this time, I'm leaving knowing that the travel ban is over. So I can hopefully come back as soon as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, it's perfect timing, right? Because it's Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you, David. It's your last week here in America. So it feels like the perfect time to have you on the podcast. And I will say the question that I get every day, every time that I post something of you, besides the fact that you look like James Kennedy, that you sound like James Kennedy. It's not about the pasta. <laughs> I get asked how this came to be. So I want to hear your take on how this relationship, this cross-continental 10 years in the making, how did David and Morgan end up together in this long distance relationship? How long is your podcast? <laughs> Give the condensed version. Long, 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 long story short. I was born in England, grew up in South Africa, and I went to West Virginia on a college soccer scholarship and it just so happened that your family had recently moved to West Virginia too. 
So the thing we had in common was that we were kind of outsiders in this small town in West Virginia. And I guess we just, when we met each other, which was through your sister, first of all, um, Brit, I met Brittany first and she said to me, you would really love my sister. And so <laughs> is that your American I, accent? That's, that's my Brittany accent. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think you would love my sister. So <laughs> I met, I, I looked, she showed me some pictures and I was like, Oh yeah, she's cute. Um, and I don't know if, I think we messaged each other on Facebook, Facebook Messenger at first. Yeah. Good old fashioned Facebook Messenger. And we met up a couple of days or weeks later. We went for a, a date. To no, it wasn't and- a date. Don't lie. Okay. We need to talk about our first date for a second because talk about the most unromantic thing that you could probably ever do. David, you asked me first of all to go to IHOP. Like, Oh my gosh. Put yourself in my shoes. You're a 20 year old college student without a car in a country that you have never been to before. So like I meet this girl, she's really cute. She has a car and me and my three other roommates want to go anywhere other than our dorms. Okay, but it was never stated to me that, yes, you wanted to go to IHOP with me, but you also wanted the whole entire soccer team, it felt like, to come on our first (laughs) date with us. And for some reason, I don't know why you guys couldn't just walk out of your dorm. You insisted on jumping out of the window. So I pull up to pick up David for what I think is going to be our first date. I see him jump out of the window and then another one jumps out of the window and then another one jumps out of the window. And it's like four soccer players jumping out of the window, coming into my car. And I am like, okay, we're going on a a group date to IHOP. Okay. There was only four total, (laughs) including myself. So three people jumped out the window (laughs) and we jumped out the window because it was on the, we were on the ground floor. It was like a four story building and you would have to like sign guests in and out if you went through the main entrance. So we used our windows as the way to go in and out of our room. And IHOP was like one of the few places that was open at that time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I sorry. Feel like, and but... this is no disrespect to anybody that lives in West Virginia. It just was not the place for me, David. I think you can agree that it wasn't the place for you. So I feel like we both bonded over the fact that we were like just kind of in mm. miserable like states of our life. It's not the West Virginia part. It's, I guess, more the fact that it was such a small town, you know. Um, West Virginia is beautiful and I love the country and like the countryside and the like landscape. But (laughs) being in a very small town with like literally a population of 60,000, it's a totally different experience. So then fast forward, because when we first dated, which we never really actually dated, you never asked me to be your girlfriend, but you did tell me that Mm. you loved me the night before you went Mm -hmm. back to South Africa. And Mm -hmm. like, we kind of just left things in a really weird place because I was a senior in high school. I was going to college. You were going back to South Africa. We just knew things weren't going to work out. We went our separate ways. I feel like we would stay in touch when we weren't dating other people. But anytime that we had like a boyfriend or you had a girlfriend, we wouldn't talk to each other. Yeah. You're, I think we were just, like you said, different types of people back then. Yeah. I was 20. You were 18. I was going back to South Africa. Like how on earth we were going to keep a, a long distance relationship going at that age in that far of a distance. It just It was going to be way, way complicated. Yeah. So fast forward seven years, 
explain to our listeners, you know, what happened second time around? Yeah, I guess there was a huge gap in terms of how long we had seen each other again. Like you said, we stayed in touch here and there. And then in 2016, I moved from South Africa back to England. I say back because I was born there before moving to South Africa. And I, the economy in England is a lot better than it is in South Africa. And I was working full-time in South Africa, but still couldn't really afford to travel that much. But in England, I could save a little bit faster. I could like save up for trips. So in 20, I think it was like 2017, I said to you, um, I can like come over and I would love to visit and we can see each other again with honestly no strings attached. We were just good friends. And the fact that we had stayed connected after seven years meant that we were good friends, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I think I ended up spending Christmas 2017 with you and your family. And at the time, I think you were still living with your parents. And like, as soon as we saw each other at the airport, we were both just like, uh oh crap like literally we were just like oh no here we go again which is so wild we hadn't seen each other in seven yeah. years and it's like seven years the second i saw you come down the escalator it was literally like nothing like not a day had gone by i mean do you feel the same way 100 percent. Right. i saw you and it was as if i had just said goodbye at that small west virginia airport um and yeah, I felt pretty much exactly how I did the day that I that I left the first time. So I mean, that you were here for two weeks. You stayed with my family. Uh, well, you know, we were flirting. We were having a good time. It was lots of fun until you know you had to go back to London again. And at that point, we're like, yeah. okay, it's been ten years now since we first met each other. Obviously, if feelings haven't gone away by now, will they ever? And so mm. I remember it was like the day that you were leaving. We were in the car. I was driving you back to the airport. We had not made any decisions yet on what we were going to do. And it was stone silent. Do you, do you remember? <laughs> it was like painfully silent. And I feel like we held hands the whole way. And I could just – I could – physically feel the wheels turning like in both of our heads the whole way to the airport yeah yeah i don't know where the saying comes from but you could you could smell the paper burning <laughs> like we were both so deep in thought and you could feel it in the air and i guess just thinking about what the heck was going to happen next because i think it's like a 30 minute drive to the airport and it felt like it was 30 days so <laughs> It was a lot of thinking going on, but ultimately we decided that like we were going to try and make this work. And now it is for almost four years later. So yeah, that's pretty wild. Here we are. And not only that, it was like the scene out of a movie because you're getting ready to go through security. We'd like stall as long as possible, right? Want to like mm. save every little last minute together. I remember we're like sitting in these seats outside of security. And you look at me and you're like, well, well, what do you want to do? You're literally getting ready to board your plane in like 15 minutes. And you're like, well, what yeah. do you want to do? And I remember like clear as day. I just said, well, if we never try, we'll never know. And if mm -hmm. we try and it fails, we tried and it failed, but it didn't. And it was like, okay, yeah. does that mean that we're 
boyfriend and girlfriend? Does that mean that we're dating each yeah. other? And I was like, yeah. And then literally you were on an airplane and you were gone. Like it was straight yeah. out of a Nicholas Sparks movie. Yeah, it was. And it's funny you say that now because now that I think of it, I've never asked you to be my girlfriend in both scenarios. <laughs> we just kind of knew what was happening and we just had to kind of take it from there. But it literally was like a movie. I think if people were looking at us saying goodbye that day, they would have been like, okay, guys, like, I know it's sad. You guys are saying goodbye. But I wish there was like some like caption above our heads that was like, we haven't seen each other in seven years. <laughs> and we're now thinking about being in a long distance relationship. And this is a hard goodbye. So just give me a second. But yeah, it, it was intense. And I think there was a couple months before we saw each other again. But Ever since then, we've obviously made way more of an effort before the pandemic to to be back and forth as often as we can. Yeah. And I mean, we've had great life experiences. I mean, obviously, it's not very conventional and a lot of people – and I'm, we're not saying that it's not hard because it's really hard. And it's like mm. some days feel just like miserable. But then you have these amazing life experiences where I've now been to London three times. We've gone to Paris together. We've been to Canada. We've been to a bunch of different places in the States. You know, we're we're trying very hard to go to South, South Africa to see your family together. And I feel like I would have none of those life experiences if we hadn't decided to try. Yeah, 100%. And I think if anything, it's taught us both how like fortunate we are to be able to travel and see each other and spend time together when we can. But like my my like hats off to all those people that are forced to like be apart, you know, and, and spend time apart from their families. It's super, super tough, but we're lucky. And like, I just cherish every moment that we have together. And like, we hope we can, we can make it more permanent, I guess. <laughs> I mean, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of blushing. But David, I I mean, you're here to talk about pop culture. And you have surprisingly gotten more into my favorite shows since you've been here. You try to act like you mm. don't like it. But you'll sit down, you'll have lunch with me, you'll be invested in The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, you'll get up to go, like, work, and then you'll just stand in front of the TV. And then you'll pop your head around the corner and, like, continue to watch. So don't act like you don't like The Housewives and The Bachelor and all the things. Oh, yeah, of course. It's it's definitely changed a lot, especially since you've, like, had more of it be part of your day. Um, but if you could sum it up, you know, there's that gif of Kim Kardashian kind of peeking outside the trees <laughs> or the bushes. I think that is literally my stance with reality TV and Bravo. Like, I'm kind of like, I'll be making some food or whatever in the kitchen and I'll hear Erica Jane say something absolutely ludicrous and I'll be like, no, what is going on? And I, I think I hear the shows more than I watch them, and I still have some kind of idea of what's going on in a lot of them. Okay, so let's do your hot takes before you get back to work. You brought her up. What's your hot take on Erica Jane? It's so hard for me to put it into words. I think she needs to just own it and <laughs> not beat around the bush anymore. Whatever happened in the past, it doesn't matter. The fact is, like, the truth is out now. Everybody knows what her husband or ex-husband Tom did. So just accept the fact that you are like detaching yourself from 
the fact that the victims have been like wronged and all of that. Just like own it. Allegedly. We have to say allegedly, allegedly. here on the pod or Erica Jane's lawyers will be yeah. all up over us, David. Okay. Which housewife do you like the most? Um, it's a very close call between Kyle and, um, I know she hasn't been on it as much, but Kath, is it Kathy Hilton? Yeah. Oh, that's a good, you know, they're sisters. So that's a good answer. Oh yeah. I'd never thought of that, but <laughs> yeah, I know, I know Kathy's not on as often, but she's really nice. She's very sweet. Why do you like, um, Kyle Richards? I think she just says it like it is. Um, and she tends to not. I guess she doesn't. She doesn't like hold back. She's pretty, pretty straightforward. David, that is like so wrong. It can be more <laughs> wrong. I think that you like Kyle Richards because she looks similar to me. Is what I think that you like. <laughs> potentially, potentially. I don't know. Maybe I haven't watched enough seasons, but from what I've seen, which is mainly the latest reunion. She just seems to like get to the point. I She's like the least she, dramatic. That's it. She's the least dramatic. And and she she she's a people pleaser and she wants to be the favorite. I feel like that's mm. kind of Kyle. Okay. Let's do something that happened more recently. I want your hot take on Katie Thurston's 12 Days of Messy. You know, she matched these Taylor Swift songs with her exes and she came out mm. with the fact that she's in love with John, who did not make it far from her season, and she put that out on day 12. So what's your hot take on that? My theory, which I think is pretty accurate, is that the whole thing was planned as a reveal. So I reckon she probably did number 12 first and then created this whole like build up to this big reveal. I mean, the way on the 12th day, right, when there's one clip of John turning around in the... <laughs> airplane or whatever they were in like come on dude you you planned this as some kind of big curtain raiser reveal and there you are like drawing it out as much as possible getting people to see all the the build-up of it but yeah I, I think it's it was just a, a big like squeezing the lemon as much as as she could would you rather double date with courtney and travis or kim and pete this is hard because I think from a professional standpoint, I would love to have conversations with Travis about his career in Blink-182 and just all that kind of stuff. This is bad because I'm not thinking about either of the girls. I'm going to say Pete and um, Kim just because I think Pete is hilarious and I would love to have a conversation with him. And then obviously you like chat with Kim about everything that's happened in her life. That would be pretty interesting. But I'm going to go with Pete and Kim. I mean, are you going to do your Pete Davidson impersonation or are you just going to leave us hanging? <laughs> Can you believe I'm, I'm, dating, I'm dating Kim, Kim Kardashian? Like, <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's crazy, but like, this is all I'm going to be remembered for now. So yeah, <laughs> pretty wild, huh? He's the got chuckles. that little laugh that he does. The, uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you did oh, a good job. Oh my gosh. I'm wearing my grandma's sweater and like, I'm dating Kim Kardashian. That's crazy. Okay, David, I love you. Thank you for being on the podcast. No. The listeners wanted to hear for you. So I'm just thankful for you. I'm glad that you're willing. And we're just going to kidnap you so you don't go back to London, okay? Uh, well, I love you too. Thank you so much for having me on. And I'm proud of you for everything that you're doing. And 
just keep keep on at it and hopefully Eric Jane just comes to the surface and just <laughs> accepts everything because it's really bothering me. Thank you guys so much for joining another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. All the things. I love reading your guys' reviews, except if you leave me a one or two stars. Some of you biscuits have been doing that lately, and I'm not happy about it. Hey, I also want to put this on your radar. You're going to want to listen to my good friend Christian Grace Snow's podcast, The Slut Pig Podcast. It's his first ever virtual Thanksgiving potluck. He has Vicki Gunvalson from The Real Housewives of Orange County and Maggie Kelly, uh, Best of Bravo, on Instagram with him. It is a fantastic episode, so I hope you guys enjoy. While you're in your food coma, enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll see you back here next week on Morgan's Pop Talks. Bye. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms.